Well, hi everyone, Denise Drummond-Dunn speaking from C3 Centricity and I've got the latest blog post for you. It's called How to Sell More to Less People, The Essentials of Segmentation. Businesses often make the mistake of trying to sell more to everyone. Why is this a mistake? Well, if you try to please everyone, you end up delighting no one. This is why best-in-class marketing works with best-practice segmentation. Listen on and you'll find out how. Every brand needs to appeal to a precise group of customers. This means that you need to make a choice of who to target amongst all category users. Making a choice also implies that you will have to ignore some category users who you could perhaps attract. Does that scare you? It certainly worries many marketers and yet it's the only way to sell more. Although this may sound counterintuitive, segmentation ensures you have the best possible chance to satisfy the needs of your targeted customers. So where to start? When deciding who to target, most companies conduct some sort of analysis. This can be as simple as identifying your users by what you observe, such as that they're young men or large families. Or it can be more complex, like trying to appeal to those who value freedom and are looking for brands that can provide or suggest this dream to them. This latter one would result from a values and motivational segmentation. As already discussed in an earlier post called The Three Rules of Effective Targeting, and you can find the link in the blog post, the deeper your understanding of your target customer, the more likely it is to provide you with a competitive advantage. Therefore, segmentation alone is insufficient. You must then get as close as possible to your target customers in order to understand them as deeply as possible. The Midas Touch Whatever method you use for segmenting and choosing your target customers, the results of your exercise of customer grouping needs to meet the following five conditions, known collectively as the Midas Touch. M for measurable. The individual groups need to be clearly defined and quantifiable using KPIs such as size, market share, or value share. I for identifiable. Each segment must have a distinct profile and each customer must be attributed to only one segment. D for definable. Every cluster must be easy to describe and share with others so that you all have mutual understanding of each of them. A for actionable. The groups must be easy to identify in order to be able to target your actions and communications to them. Substantial. The chosen segment must be financially viable to target, which means that it should be in general stable or growing and durable over the long term.
all good segmentations or clusterings will fulfil these five key conditions, or at least they did until recently. Today, the last condition is being adapted thanks to personalization. It is now more important to assess whether or not it's sustainable rather than substantial. Even with this change, it is still easy for you to evaluate your own segmentation to ensure it is both valid and robust. If it does not meet these five conditions, then you will really struggle to activate it and to target your actions to your chosen group of customers. Now, as already mentioned, understanding your target as completely as possible is vital to the success of your business. I would therefore suggest that you review your own segmentation and decide how it can be improved. After all, there's always room for improvement, isn't there? Now, this may mean simply completing the information you have on each segment, or it may mean running a whole new segmentation exercise. However, it is definitely worth getting your segmentation and target customer choice absolutely right. After all, they form the very foundation of your brand's customer centricity. A solution for those with few resources. If you do not have the time, money or expertise to run a detailed segmentation study yourself, you can still make an informed decision based on very simple criteria. These could be gathered by mere observation, an analysis of who your own purchasers are or a review of contacts from your customer services group. Once you have identified the different types of users you're attracting, you can then decide which is the most important group to you, using what is often referred to as the Boston Matrix. This analysis was first developed in the 70s by the Boston Consulting Group. At the time, the matrix was created to help corporations analyse their business units and was based on market growth and relative market share. Today, this scatter plot is created using various elements to make up the two axes. Whilst the criteria you use for each of your axes can vary, this simple analysis has the advantage of being able to be further refined over time as you get more information about your customers. Choosing the criteria for the axes. The two axes you specify for your own Boston matrix can be as simple or as complex as you like. Obviously, the more criteria you use, the more accurate your analysis is likely to be. So, examples of the criteria that you can use include for attractiveness, segment size, segment growth rate, segment value, competitive environment how well the group fits the company or brand, or vice versa. For ability to win, you might use attractiveness to your customer, completeness of your distribution channels, your media mix, your reputation. You can use any or all of the above suggestions for creating your two axes. Now, C3 Centricity provides an automated tool for calculating both the two axes and the positioning of the segments on them. 
Now, this is made available to all participants of the Customer Centricity Champions classes. And you can find out more by signing up for one of the forthcoming webinars on the homepage of C3 Centricity. Choosing the actions to take on each segment. Once you've positioned the different segments or groups of customers on the two axes, you can easily see what needs to be done for each. In the top right-hand quadrant, those are the groups that you would target. These are your core users, as they are both attractive to the business and easy for the company's product or service to attract. Therefore, they need to be protected from possible attacks by the competition. In the top left-hand quadrant, you need to convert. These users can be attracted to your product or service, but your ability to win them is currently low. To win these customers, you probably need to consider improving one of the elements of the mix in order to attract them. The bottom right-hand quadrant. You grow. Your product or service can easily win these groups, but perhaps they're not as profitable as you would like. This might change, so it's important to review them from time to time or develop a different strategy to attract them. And the final quadrant, the bottom left-hand quadrant, you ignore. Many organisations struggle to make the decision not to go after a group of category users. But if you have neither the product and service nor the segment size that would be profitable to you, why spend your time, money and energy going after them? It's just a waste of your resources. So in conclusion, all businesses want to sell more. They also want as many customers as possible. However, trying to sell to everyone is unlikely to meet with the success that you hope. Choosing the right group of customers to attract with your product or service is essential. But so is doing everything you can to then understand your chosen segment as deeply as possible. Truly customer-centric organisations excel at doing both. Do you? Do you need help in segmenting, identifying or understanding your target customers? then let us help you catalyse your customer centricity. Contact us or check out our forthcoming webinar, Customer Centricity Champions. You'll learn far more about segmentation, how to use the Boston Matrix and a whole lot more. Reserve your seat because they're going fast. Speak to you soon. Bye.